0: Welcome back to the Botanical Creative, and my name's Bonnie, and I'm joined by Ellie Jane. Hello. And today, today's episode, Ellie Jane, do you want to introduce the list, introduce? <laughs> introduce the listeners to what we're talking about today? Yeah, so the theme is, you have mail. You have mail. And Ellie Jane, I believe you might have some mail in your inbox there. Is oh yes, right? I better open it. <sighs> oh, what what was that sound, Ellie Jane? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool sound effects, <laughs> if I might say. Sounds like you got a ghost in your mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not what I thought it was. No, so today is You've Got Mail and it's all about us essentially purchasing stuff that is relevant to our topics. Cool things that we've bought. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want to start, because I know that you've been on a little bit of a, a nice shopping spree for some artistry, artistry yeah, supplies. So I've been, been on a bit of a hunt
1: recently, having looked up... Um, alternatives to a printing press because printing presses are quite big and expensive. Um, So I've been on the hunt for an alternative to that just to make lino printing a bit easier.
0: Because you're doing... So just to clarify, you're doing your lino printing with like a handheld press thing. Is that what you mean? And then you've purchased something that is more automatic?
1: Yeah, so I've been doing um, lino print printing by hand. Mm. Um, so you use what they call a baron. Mm. Um, my one's made of wood. The traditional ones are usually made of bamboo, mm. um, which you rub on the back of the paper as it's face L- down on laying the, on
0: your template thing. Yeah, yeah. With the
1: ink and you rub the back of it and that, um, you know, puts a pressure on to, to actually print, mm. um, the pattern on the paper. Mm. But with the, um, printing press, you put your lino face up, you roll your paint on, you put your paper down, a bit of um, uh, felt on the top to soften it, mm. and then you roll it through your printing press, and that pressure prints it for you, So how, how big is it? Uh, it's not that big. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> printing press can be massive. So, um, no, I was looking for something that was more portable um, mm. and not as, as bulky, mm. obviously, Bigger helps with printing bigger prints, but
0: you're only starting with small stuff. Anyway. Yeah,
1: so this would print probably half A4 size. So A5. A yeah, A5. Yeah. Um, but it's actually not meant for printing. What? Um, so it's a what they call a die cutter and embosser. So it's for arts and crafts, mm. but it's originally designed for cutting out like paper shapes, um, or embossing. Um, designs onto paper that's cool yeah so it's it's called a Sizzix big shot die cutter it's a big it's a big shot yeah it is it's quite a big shot um <laughs> so I've been looking for different ones and I found one but it was not available in Australia and then I went into a store and and found this and thought well
0: might as well, well give, give it, it a own. go. Mm. I
1: mean, it's not the cheapest thing, but it is cheaper than a full-on printing press. Well, it's
0: an investment in, you know, your tools of your trade to take you to the next level and step and all that. Yeah, so and it necessary. helps with
1: the production process as well. Like, if you're printing 20 prints of a particular design, you, you can just, just shoot them through, yeah, roll a the roll, and then, yeah, they kind of spit them out. Mm. Um, but it takes a bit of adjusting because you can't adjust the height of the roller to adjust the pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you don't want it too hard, but you don't want it too soft that it doesn't print hard yeah. enough. Um, cause so it comes practice. with, mm. yeah, it comes with plastic, um, like thick plastic blocks, I guess you could say. Mm. Um, and then some other sheets, which when you roll it, it fits perfectly through, but when you've got a lino print on there, mm. you've got to kind of take some sheets out and I bought some felt as well to put on top of my print, mm. um, to soften the, the back of the paper the
0: the blow. yeah
1: (laughs) so it doesn't you know crinkle the paper too much yeah um so it just takes a bit of adjusting and playing around but
0: so you'll be playing around with that you should do some um like little stories on your instagram yeah i will i'll i'll be taking some um, photos
1: and videos of it to show how it works
0: never heard of one before and i've never seen one in operation so you should definitely share that and i'm sure people would be interested in seeing that yeah
1: definitely i'll take some videos and Hmm. and post those up on socials
0: yeah, definitely, and we should put them on the botanical creative socials too. Yeah, yeah. And what else have you had in your mailbox um, other than creepy ghosts?
1: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did get some new colours, which mm-hmm. is always exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got some more Daniel Smith branded watercolours. Now, are these pressed
0: or like uh, the tube, tube ones? Yeah.
1: Um, I just find them easier to to mm-hmm. work with because mm. you can just put them wherever you want on your palette. Um, and they dry anyway. Um, Easier to blend too, I'd imagine. Like to blend into other colors to make other colors. Uh when you first, yeah, squirt them out, but they solidify anyway. So you got to wet them ah, okay, okay. to make them, you know, liquid again, kind of thing. Um, but I got a, um, I think you say Thalo Blue. Sounds uh, about right. <laughs> with a is, with a silent P. Silent P. Yeah, P T H A L O Blue, which is pretty. It's like a really bright blue, good for winter landscapes. Mm. Great for painting snow. In preparation for winter. Yes, out. how mm. perfect. Um, and then an Italian Venetian red, which is like oh. a pale, earthy brown, but it's also good for painting flowers. You mix it with like pinks to make like kind of a rosy pink.
0: I love myself a rustic brown. Yeah,
1: it is kind of a rustic brown. Yeah. And it mixes actually quite well with that that blue as well. makes a nice purpley-gray. Mm. Yeah, so you can get those
0: sort of smoky tones that you see so yeah, in sunsets and things like it's that. It's
1: good for stormy skies or, or rocks, um, or yeah, mixing in with like um, pinks for for roses, mm. that kind of thing.
0: Mm. Yeah. So, so. so is that everything that you've purchased in your?
1: It is my most recent purchases. But what about you? So any gardening
0: purchases. Or? Um I've had a few things come to my doorstep. Um Ooh. so I've had a few bulbs in preparation for spring planting. So I had some daffodils arrive.
1: Oh yeah. So, so you're planting those now? Or? Yeah,
0: so with um spring bulbs in the garden, um I think a lot of people believe that you plant them in the spring because that's when they're noticing them in actual fact, you've got to plant them now time through autumn mm. before the winter um and the reason for that is is that one the bulbs will establish a small but strong little root system due okay. to the temperature and the soil still being warm um and then they will start to emerge mid-winter and then they flower for you in the spring so you've got to have a bit of forward thinking when so you've got to probably bulbs. do it
1: quick this this autumn because like last episode we were talking about um you know, uh-huh. how, how quick autumns come by. Yeah. So, you know, the cold weather's coming pretty quick. Mm. You'd want and to get them soil in temperatures
0: enough. are starting to cool down. And you can just see that with, well, I, I probably can see that just due to um, general growth in plants. Mm. It's something that I noticed. But um, so, yeah, spring bulbs. So I had some King Alfred daffodils um, arrive and they're the really big, big trumpet ones but they king alfred yeah mm. um and they're the real true golden yellow real real big flowering ones um other bulbs that um you can plant now in preparation for spring is your hyacinths and then your tulips oh yeah um, i love tulips tulips are amazing yeah. and um ranunculi so you can do those as well mm. um but yeah so i had some bulbs arrive in my mail and then what else did I have? Not quite a mail drop, but I happened to find myself stumbling into a nursery. Well, not stumbling, but I purposely went there and got myself you just another. Happened to be there and <laughs> just happened to walk away with another forty or like, fifty oops, plants I've got as a few well. More plants now, <laughs> yeah. Because a few episodes ago, um, we talked about how um, I was giving myself the goal not to buy any more plants until I planted everything. Well, I failed at that. That. well it's just like
1: me buying new (laughs) you so it's a never-ending thing so
0: um i got some new plants recently so they're from a nursery called country farm perennials but they are closing down or not closing down they're sort of transitioning what they're doing so they're no longer going to be growing plants instead they'll be supplying rare seed so they're going to have a name change and when that happens i'll let everyone know what they're called but they're an amazing company and they import a lot of unusual old world plants. Hmm. Um, so I went for a mad dash and got as many things as I could. So I could. <laughs> Were you one of those <laughs> crazy myself. shoppers
1: with like a shopping basket? I had just, shopping like, basket and I was like, right knocking everyone out of way for all the plants. <laughs> and now, Watch out, bunny's now, there's here. like no
0: one there and then... People arrive and they see me with my six baskets full and they give me dirty looks because I got all the cool stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, "See ya." Yeah, walking away. Um, And then the only other thing in my mail recently, once again, not directly. I went to a market and stalked a chicken breeder that I've been sort of. Chickens popped up in your your mailbox. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) just just six of them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, (laughs) it happens. No, I've been wanting chickens for probably a year now. And um, on the property is an old... It probably was the old chicken um, shed with the previous owners, but it looks like a potting shed. Yeah. And I've been slowly um, doing that up and securing that up so that I can actually get chickens. And, Made into a, a chicken castle? Yeah. It's a mansion for them. It's almost too big. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably... The interior is probably like two by three. Oh, wow. It's That's huge. Yeah. It's luxury. Yeah, they have plenty of room. So I could get another, like, 20 chickens in there. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What are you going to do with that many? I'll play with them. you have um, eggs everywhere.
1: <laughs> You're, like, Easter egg hunt every day. Yeah.
0: So, now I got some chickens um, recently, and um, I got a few different varieties, but there was one variety of chickens that I've been wanting purely because they're really cool looking. <laughs> but they apparently lay a 100 to 100 eighty eggs a year, depending oh, wow. on if they're gonna get a lot of Pavlovas. Yeah. Oh yeah, Pavlova party. But Pavalova. no, it's called the Perkin chicken and Perkin. they're a small little chicken. Um but instead of the chicken's feathers going traditionally back, you know, towards their tail, mm. um, the feathers are in reverse and they look like they've been <laughs> struck by lightning and they crazy chicken. They look like a crazy chicken. And this um breeder that I've been following for a long time. I didn't actually know he was doing these species. Is that what you call species of chicken? Species of chicken. <laughs> I'm talking plant talk, but um anyway, he had these Perkins too. Perkins. And I was like, oh holy shit, I, I want those so I spent all my money on those two chickens. <laughs> you got two Perkins. Two Perkins. I got a lab Not one a, but two. A lavender he wouldn't sell them individually because it was a, originally Aww. one was the mum and then one was the baby um, and the lavender one was half butt naked because its feathers had fallen out oh, so, is that normal? Um, molting at this time of year yeah they'll shred it and also it was in the bottom of the pet pecking order so Aww. it started we <laughs> changed a notification um, I have mail <laughs> I have mail Ghost. <laughs> <have, Okay>. <laughs> um, no it was probably at the bottom of its pecking order and it got Picked on, so when you first get chicken. You know what? She's a bit of a. She's a bit of a bee, you know, because she's probably third. You know why. You know (laughs) why. She's She's a bit mean. (laughs) She is. She's a tiny little chicken, half naked. And her feathers are just starting to regrow, but she's pecking the other ones and putting them in their place. So mm. she's she's a boss. She's learnt well. She's learnt she's learnt from her hard life. <laughs> <laughs> and she's
1: inflicting it on others.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's the way the way it goes. So got, that's the way of the world. So I've got six chickens, so yeah, two perkins, um, two Australops, which are an amazing layer. Are they they're, the brown ones? They're the black. or oh, black. Yeah, and they're purebred, so you pay mm. a lot of money for those. So they better lay <laughs> They better be good eggs. Um, so they're big white eggs. The Perkins lay small, sort of brownish Little eggs. Perkin eggs. And then there's an Isa Brown, There's an Iser brown, which is the. The brown. Brown chicken. <laughs> surprised she, if it was another colour. She is nasty. She's lovely. Is she's she as she's bad nasty. as Perkin? She's more of a bee. <laughs> well, she's a bigger Perkin. <laughs> and then my sixth chicken, I actually showed my sister photos, and I might put photos on my sh- social media. Is what I'm calling It's like a mini big bird. It's a mini big bird. <laughs> yeah, so she's her... got a whole head going on. <laughs> like big hair.
1: She's, she's you gotta see this photo oh guys. My
0: God. She's um Is it a chicken? Uh, I don't she, she Or is had, there something else under there? There's something else going on, but no she's um so her breed is a silky. But she's <laughs> she's got the she's got the biggest afro in town. <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of the seventies. <laughs> and you know what? She's as dopey as the seventies. You hold her for two seconds, she falls asleep. <laughs> she's a seventies child. Her name's Fluffy. <laughs> but she's she's got really fine feathers. Like mm. if you if you've ever held a baby bunny, their fur's like silk. Mm. And her feathers are like that. They're extremely fine. Her is she a bunny? <laughs> I was about to say yes, because <laughs> I was thinking a bunny fur, but no, she um she has really fine feathers. Stop crying, um fine feathers on her head. She's got the biggest afro. She's got blue emerald ears. Not emerald. I mean blue. <laughs> <laughs> Not thinking straight. I'm crying. And she's got like sapphire skin on her ears. <laughs> <doesn't make> <laughs> Blue, yeah, let's just go with blue. <laughs> she's got Blue's blue. an easy colour to understand. <laughs> what is it in the art world? What did you call it before? What, blue? Yeah, you got a blue. Oh, phthalo blue. That's hmm. just it's a type a, I mean, of pigment blue. She's got a phthalo yeah. blue ears. Yeah. And um. She's got a bit of her feet have feathers coming out of them, so she's got fluffy Oh, feathers. so she's got um, little sockies on. Yeah, she's got feathery feet, so she looks like this little fluffy, fat little ball whenever she walks it's around. So like she's and, wearing
1: a groovy outfit.
0: And the worst thing is because the afro covers her eyes the chicken coop has like a a foot jump up (laughs) so does she does she walk into it you'll hear this ding she just walks straight into it and she doesn't figure out that she's gotta like jump she keeps repetitively walking into the wall yeah but no she um so she was she's starting to learn to jump but you can pick her up and yeah she'll literally fall asleep in your arms and then wake up and Make a little chook noise and then fall back to sleep. Oh, okay. So she's the special one of the group, and she's on the bottom sound- of the pecking order. <laughs> she sounds very special. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if if you've never had chickens, but have you got a name for her? She's called Fluffy. Oh, that's right. Sorry. What about the other ones? Um, so the eyes are brown. The brown one. The or boss, should we get
1: people to um suggest some names? You, do you need? Names? I would
0: highly go for that, but someone's already picked the names. Oh, not me. But anyway, so they've got names. Okay, so the are eyes are brown is ruby, because she's got sort of red-brown tones. Yeah. The Perkin, the white Perkin, is whiz-fizz. Okay, whiz-fizz. Yeah. I know, because I just remember eating whiz-fizz as a kid, and my face getting, like, you know. Or tingly. Not tingly, but like, you like scrap scraps. Scr- Scrunch. Yeah. Your face. Yeah. But then she also reminds me of Cinderella because it, she looks like she's wearing a big fluffy dress. So I'm de- toying between those two names. So if, yeah, Cindy. I mean, yeah, I was thinking Cindy. Cindy. Whiz fizz. Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the lavender Perkin, the half-butt naked one that's regrowing its feathers. Um, is called lavender. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: Very simple. Um, that's then, easy to the, oh, then the then the australops, the two black chickens ones a pure black haven't got a name for her so we need a name for her and then did you hear that we need names we need names set of names through ghost mail yeah (laughs) 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 just like that that's so lame um and then the second australop also doesn't have a name actually oh we need two names she she's like a more smoky black She's not pure black. Oh, so like a grayish. Yeah, whereas the other black one has like purple and emerald sort of
1: reflection oh, yeah, in the
0: feathers. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and then there's Fuzz. Fluffy. What did I call her? Fuzz. <laughs> okay, you just changed her name. <laughs> oh, poor chicken. <laughs> She's so cute. But yeah, so that's what I recently got. Fuzzy in fluff. my mailbox. Technically me driving and getting them. <laughs> <laughs> sort of delivered. So so that was um, that's pretty exciting. But how do they fare in the garden? Really good. So um, they're destroying all the mulch. Oh, that sounds good. By pulling it away, they're pecking my pretty flowers and eating my flowers. Oh, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) They're destroying your garden. They're they're eating things, which is to be expected, but they're eating a lot of the pests as well. So like, they're getting rid of all the aphids and stuff on the plants. They're getting the snails. So they're getting all the eagle bugs. They're getting the, yeah, non-beneficial insects. That's good. Um so they're like yeah, your bug keepers. But they're like, yeah, they're like pulling my mulch around. Is that because they're digging for bugs? Yeah, bugs and worms and dust baths as well. If they find oh, dirt, yeah. they'll fluff around in it. So. But yeah, no, they're good for the garden, especially if you've got veggie garden. But do be prepared that they're going to eat some of your plants. Yeah. It's just the nature of it, but they're fun. They're good fun. So you let them kind of just roam free. they they have run free for most of the day and then um, when I come home I'm crazily trying to pick them up and they just won't have it. So except you're for just the, flying around the garden chasing the, them. Yeah, except for the fluffy one because you can't oh, see Oh yeah, fuzz me. or yeah. fluff. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah, depending on the day. <laughs> but yeah, no, they they're um usually free raining around the garden as well. So but no, they're good fun and they're keeping the bunnies away, so it's all good. Oh the bunnies? Bunnies are shocking.
1: Yeah. Mm. So the the bunnies aren't really sticking around with the chickens here now?
0: They're a little bit scared by them, which is good, because the Maybe rabbits have been to... a huge issue. Maybe they'll be friends with Fluff, Fuzz.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, probably. She looks like a rabbit. <laughs> they won't be able to tell she's a chicken <laughs> in disguise. She's too busy sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, they're keeping the bunnies away for the most part, but we've got a bit of a rabbit issue because there's a burrow under one of our apple crates,
1: so Ah. we're going to have
0: to try and get them out. Yeah. So that will be a challenge for another day, but anyway.
1: Mm. Because they would eat your plants, wouldn't they? Hmm.
0: Terribly. Every single seed I planted this year and every seedling I planted has been eaten. So my veggie garden has not had a good Evil result. bunnies. Evil bunnies. Fat bunnies rolling around and loving life. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like happy bunnies. <laughs> so no, i got I got these sonic sound things which seem to be helping, which I might talk about in another podcast on how to deter yeah. pests from the garden. Yes. So let's save that as an idea. But yeah, but I think we've actually hit the mark.
1: We're yeah, it's be been good talking about our recent
0: purchases. Yeah, a bit different of an episode, but fun nonetheless. And yeah, send us a let us know if you've email. yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if you've had any cool gardening or art related purchases mm. recently. Yeah, we'd love to hear it and see it and Or if you have any questions. Yeah, send them on through. But until next time, next week, we'll catch you then. Yes. And we'll see you later. Alrighty. See ya.